It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francita Holris. Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Our topic today is Lady Justice and God's Heavenly Court, the Book of Life and the Book of Death, on our pathway forward as we the peoples come together as a collective conscious for a common cause. Truth and justice, law and order within our individual and collective lives today for our next generation. Amen. Now, listeners, today we have entered into the high court of heaven with a reflective writing by Brother Davy Silva. It's entitled Heaven's High Court, Man's Judgment Hour. Listeners, notate number one, Man's Judgment Hour in God's High Court of Heaven. Matthew 7, 1 and 2 reminds us of this, listeners, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye mate, it shall be measured to you again. Unquote. Now this is judgment is a time of accountability. All the good done does not vindicate an evil heart or nonconformity to the laws of the land. Now how have we regarded right acts? Listeners, how have we treated one another? How have we related to the natural laws of health and harmonious interaction, listeners? Has God's righteous law of the Ten Commandments been given a place in our hearts, listeners? I'll say that one again. Has God's righteous law of the Ten Commandments been given a place in our hearts? Even more important, listeners, where does God fit into our lives? Now, Christian religious have devised several views as to one state after death, but despite the varied opinions, God says that after the grave, all must face the heavenly judgment. Now, quote, Hebrews 9.27, listeners, reminds us of this. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment, unquote. All human beings, listeners, whether they're good or bad, must appear before the heavenly judge to receive the reward of their deeds. All human beings, good or bad, must appear before the heavenly judge to receive the reward of their deeds. The dead and the living will be judged by their record, written in the books of heaven. I'll say that again, listeners. The dead and the living will be judged by their record, written in the books of heaven. Now, listeners, no mistake is made in the heavenly judgment. 
The guilty will not be released, nor will the righteous be condemned. Judgment will be made in righteousness and truth, listeners. Judgment in the heavenly court will be made in righteous and truth, listeners. This is heaven's measuring rod. Now, 1 Kings 8.32 reminds us of this, listeners. Then hear thou in heaven and do and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked to bring his way upon his head and justifying the righteous to give him according to his righteousness, unquote. Now, listeners, let's notate number two, the highest court of law. Heaven's court is the highest court of law, listeners. The high court of heaven has a legal system administered in righteousness, listeners. I'll say that one again. The high court of heaven has a legal system administered in righteousness. There is no possibility of misrepresentation or deception. Psalms 9, 7, and 8 reminds us of this, listeners, but the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness, unquote. Now, listeners, but the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment. That's what Psalm 9, 7, 8 says. And Daniel 7, 9, and 10 says this, listeners, I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool, W-O-O-L, listeners. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands and thousands ministered unto him, listeners. And 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set, listeners, and the books were opened, unquote. That's Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. No take number three, listeners. The structure of the heavenly court. In God's heavenly court, listeners, there's a structure. To form a legal system, listeners, we need to establish a court with the accused and his legal defense, the accuser and his legal prosecutor, the judge, the jury, and the nation's laws by which the accused is to be judged. To form a legal system, listeners, we need to establish a court with the accused and his legal defense. The accuser and his pro legal prosecutor, the judge, the jury, and the nation's laws by which the accused is to be judged. In most cases, listeners, attendants are permitted in the courtroom. In most cases, listeners, attendants are permitted in the courtroom. Heaven's courtroom is similar to that, listeners. Number one, let's notate the judge is God in the courtroom. The judge is God, listeners. Psalm 75 verse 7 reminds us of this. But, for, but God is the judge. He put it down one and set it up another, unquote. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness. For God is judge himself, Selah, Psalm 50, verse 6, and to God the judge of all, Hebrews 12, 23. Now let's notate number two, listeners. The jury is made up of the 24 elders. The jury in heaven's court is made up of the 24 elders. Revelations Chapter 4, verse 4 says this, And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, 
clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Listen, that's Revelations chapter 4, verse 4. And Revelations 19, verse 4, listen, reminds us of this. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen. Hallelujah. Revelations 19, 4. Let's now take number three, listeners. The accused are the human race in heaven's court. The accused are the human race. Romans 3, 10, 23 says this, listeners. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 5, 12 reminds us of this, listeners. Wherefore, as by one man sin into the world, and by death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And Ecclesiastes 3.16 listener says this, And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness that in iniquity was there. And Romans 14.12 says this, listen, So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Jeremiah 32, 19 reminds us of this, listeners, great in counsel and mighty in work, for thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men, to give every one according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Amen. Notate number four, listeners, the defense in the heavenly court is Jesus Christ. The defense in God's heavenly court is Jesus Christ. First John 2 verse 1 reminds us of this, listeners, quote, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, unquote. Romans 8.34 says this, listen, Who is he that condemneth? Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that it is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us, unquote, listeners? That's Romans 8.34. Hebrews 7.25 says this, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Let's note take number five, listeners. The accuser and prosecutor in the heavenly court is the devil. The accuser and prosecutor in the heavenly court is the devil. Now, Revelations 12, 9, 10, listeners, reminds us of this. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him, listeners. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuseth them before our God day and night. Unquote. Revelations 12, 9 and 10. And Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 listener says this, And he shewed me Joshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. 
and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. First Peter 5 and 8 says this, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he can devour. Unquote. Now let's notate number six, listeners. The attendants in God's heavenly court are the innumerable host of angels. The attendants are the innumerable host of angels. Hebrews 12, 22 says this, listeners, but ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, unquote. Revelations 5, 11 reminds us of this, listeners, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. And the beast and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands, unquote. Amen. This is, let's note number seven. Heaven's national laws. Heaven's national laws. Now, listeners, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and talk about heaven's national laws. Amen. This broadcast is brought to you in partnership with the Coach Day Foundation. You can support the broadcast so we can bring you God's word with any type of donation. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com, which is www.coachtatefoundation.com. Now, welcome back, listeners. Now, let's notate heaven's national laws in God's courtroom. Ecclesiastes 12, verses 13 and 14 says this, listeners. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil, unquote Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. James 2 and 12 says this, listen, so speak ye and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. Let's notate next, listeners, the procedure of the judgment in God's courtroom. The procedure of the judgment. Now, listeners, there are several books of record in heaven and all of our deeds and words, thoughts, whether they're good and evil, are faithfully registered. The different books are called number one. Listeners, let's notate the book of life. The names of all who entered into the service of God are written in the book of life, listeners. These have been fellowshiped into his church. And Daniel 12 verse 1 says, at, at a time thy people shall be delivered. Every one that shall be found written in the book. Luke 10, 20 says this, listeners, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Matthew verse 19, chapter 16 says this, listeners, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. And Revelation 20:15 says this, listeners, and whatsoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The next book, listeners, is the book of remembrance. The book of remembrance in God's heavenly court. The book of remembrance, listeners, contains every good deed, every victory won, every temptation overcome, all that has pleased God. The reported angels faithfully recorded it. And Malachi 3.16 says this, listeners, 
Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord. And that thought upon his name. Malachi 3.16. Psalm 56 verse 8 listeners says this. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thy my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Nehemiah says this, chapter 13 and 14, remember me, O my God, concerning this, and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. Now let's note number three, listeners, the next book. The third book is the book of death in God's court. And Isaiah 65, 6 and 7 says this, Behold, it is written before me, your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, saith the Lord. And Matthew 12, 36, 37 reminds us of this, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof. In the day of judgment. For by thy words. Thou shalt be justified. And by thy words. Thou shalt be condemned. That's Matthew 12. 36 and 37. Now listen. Every person has an accompanying angel. Here on earth. These angels take notice of all our deeds. Our words. And thoughts. And it records them. Faithfully in these books. Now, Satan takes our sins, listeners, and accuses us before God. I'll say that again. Now, Satan takes our sins and accuses us before God, listeners. Jesus, our high priest and advocate, is prepared to make intercession for us, listeners. Amen. All sins which we confess and forsake will be blotted out from the book of death. And our names will be kept in the book of life, listeners. While our good deeds are kept in the book of remembrance, there is no repentance of sin. Our name is blotted out from the book of life. And our sins remain recorded in the book of death. Now, listeners, this question should be of utmost interest to us and make us decide to come to the throne of grace while Jesus is still in the court. To plead in our behalf. Now today we have an opportunity. To hand our case over to the defense. Without an advocate listeners. Our case may be closed. Unconfessed. And without a plea. Now listeners the judgment is in progress right now. And it's called the investigative judgment. Because the lives and cases of every person. Are examined in the heavenly court. I'll say that again listeners. The judgment is in progress right now, listeners, and it is called the investigative judgment because the lives and cases of every person are examined in the heavenly court and the execution of the judgment comes after the prosecution. First, listeners, the investigative judgment reviews the case of every follower of God. Beginning with the dead. I'll say that again. First, listeners, the investigative judgment reviews the case of every follower of God, beginning with the dead. And 1 Peter 4.17 reminds us of this, listeners, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first began in us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Revelations 20, 12 says this, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, listeners. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. Unquote Revelations 20, 12. Now, listeners, when the books are open and our case is presented to the judge, we will need a lawyer of the highest order of our defense. 
When the books are open, business, and the case is presented to the judge, we will need a lawyer of the highest order for our defense. And listen, if we plead and confess our case to Jesus personally, he will be more than willing to represent us. But we must do this before our case is raised in the court. First John verses 1 verse 9 says this, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John 1 and 9. Revelations 3, 5 says this, listeners. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Revelations 3, 5. Matthew 10, 32 says this, listeners, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my father, which is in heaven. Amen. And Matthew 10, 33 says this, listeners, Should we neglect the opportunity to employ the free services of the perfect advocate, the result will be, quote, but whatsoever, whosoever shall deny me before me, him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. Matthew 10, 33. Amen. And listeners, Galatians 6, 7, and 8 says this, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. And listeners, let's take another short commercial break. And when we come back for the closed message, we'll talk about the execution of that judgment. We'll be right back. This broadcast is brought to you in partnership with the Coach Day Foundation. You can support the broadcast so we can bring you God's word with any type of donation. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com, which is www.coachtatefoundation.com. Now, welcome back, listeners. Let's notate the execution of the judgment. Now, when our attorney finishes his work of intercession on behalf of guilty sinners, he announces the conclusion, listeners, of his mediation before leaving the heavenly sanctuary. And Revelations 22, 11 says this, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Amen. Revelations 22, 11. Now listen, as soon as Jesus leaves the sanctuary, the judgments forewarned of God began to fall upon the wicked in the outpouring of the seven last plagues. I'll say that again. As soon as Jesus leaves the sanctuary, listeners, the judgments forewarned of God began to fall upon the wicked in the outpouring of the seven last plagues. And after the seven last plagues, Jesus comes to redeem the righteous and to reward everyone according to their deeds. Listeners, execution of the final judgment of the wicked will take place after the 1,000 years. Revelations 20. Listeners, and once probation closes, there will be no advocate to plead on our behalf. Once probation closes, listeners, there will be no advocate to plead on our behalf. Jesus is the only intercessor. But after the judgment closes, he will execute the judgment. After the judgment closes, he will execute the judgment. 
And we read in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 through 10 says this, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Acts 17.31 reminds us of this listeners, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. Acts 17.31 Now listeners, what is our duty? What is our duty? Having in view that every one of us must face the judgment, listeners, it is our privilege and duty to come to the throne of grace. What is our duty, listeners? Having in view that every one of us must face the judgment, it is our privilege and duty to come to the throne of grace. Today, we are to turn from the path of evil and disobedience, listeners. Today, we are to turn from the path of evil and disobedience. Ezekiel 18 verse 20 reminds us of this, listeners. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him. And the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20, listeners, and Hebrews 4, 16 says this. Let us therefore come boldly, listeners, unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. First John. 1 and 9 says this, listeners, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And listeners, in our close, let's note this. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com, which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. And listeners, welcome back to our second half of the message. And we have a a special rendering by Dr. Roger Barrier. And it's, an, it's a letter written by someone asking Dr. Roger Barrier, how do I know if I'm in the book of life? This question says, dear Roger, what is the book of life? And how do I know if I'm in it? Sincerely, Paul. And Roger writes back and he says this. Dear Paul, the Bible teaches that the book of life is the register of everyone who is going to heaven. Very simply, if your name is not in the book of life, then you're not going to heaven. What is the book of life? Well, obviously, the book of life isn't a real big physical book. Instead, the names most likely reside in a giant database on Christ's heavenly server. Ah, just kidding. The term comes from Revelation chapter 3, where Jesus spoke to the church at Sardis, saying, He who overcomes will be dressed in white. I will never blot out his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my father 
and his angels. The image Jesus used to refers to a king's registry. Kings often had an official list or registry of all of their citizens. This list was used primarily for taxes and conscripted men into the army. A particular name could only be removed from the king's registry if a person died, moved outside the king's realm, was convicted of a crime, committed treason, or rebelled against the king. It's as if Christ said to the church at Sardis, quote, some petty king might blot you out of his register, but I'll never blot those who follow me out of my book, unquote. Note here, he who overcomes is referring to those who've accepted the free gift of eternal life Jesus has provided for us through his birth, his death, and his resurrection. We become overcomers when we believe in him as Savior and King. Read John 3, 16, 11, 25 through 26, Paul. When our names are written in the book of life, and can they be removed? It's the question. When are our names written in the book of life? And can they be removed? Paul asked. Well, when we are conceived, listeners, he says, everyone who has ever, quote, received the breath of life, unquote, Genesis 2 and 7, including those who are living now, has their name written in the book of life. However, it is possible to have your name removed from the book of life if you are not, quote, one who overcomes, unquote. Those who die without receiving Christ as Lord and Savior, Paul, are spiritually dead. In essence, they are no longer alive and in the kingdom. These are those who will have their names then blotted out from the book when they die without trusting Jesus Christ. And Paul asks, why does the Bible talk about the book of life? Well, Roger says this, the term, quote, book of life, unquote, is a biblical construct that helps us to put in simple terms various truths throughout the scriptures. Now, let me share a few examples. One is Exodus 32, listeners. While Moses is on Mount Sinai talking with God, the people below are dancing, drinking, and worshiping the foreign gods of Egypt. The people incited Aaron to build a golden calf so that they could see and worship like the idols that they saw in Egypt. God was more than a little upset with their behavior. I have seen these people, quote, the Lord said to Moses, quote, and they are a stiff Neck people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Exodus 32, verses 9 through 10. Listeners, Moses gave God several reasons why he should not destroy the people, and then with great passion he pleaded, quote, But now please forgive their sins. But if not, then blot me out of the book that you've written. Exodus 32, 32. Moses was offering up his place in God's heavenly registry for the sake of the Israelites. That's how important Moses' people were in his eyes. Psalm 69 is an imprecatory psalm. An imprecatory psalm is one where David pleads with God to wreak vengeance upon his enemies. Charge them in Psalm 69, 28. It says, charge them with crime upon crime. Do not let them share in your salvation. May they be blotted out of the book of life and not be listed with the righteous. Psalm 69, 28. 
And in Daniel 12, verse 1, the angel Michael is outlining for Daniel some of the events of the end of times. And he says that those whose names are in the book of life will be delivered. Amen. That time, listeners, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress, such as had not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. In Luke 10, 20, Jesus is describing his power over Satan and then gives a word of encouragement to his disciples. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Philippians 4, 3, records records Paul settling a dispute between two women in the Philippian church. When things are healed, he reminds them of his own fellow laborers whose names are written in the book of life. Yes, I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Now, this is in Revelations 20 verses 11 through 15 reminds us of this. When we come to the great white throne judgment, things can really get tense, listeners. Those whose names are not found in the book of life are cast into the lake of fire. Then I saw a great white throne and him, Jesus, who was seated on it. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before that throne. And the books were opened, listeners. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. This broadcast is brought to you in partnership with the Coach Day Foundation. You can support the broadcast so we can bring you God's word with any type of donation. You can go to www.coachtatefoundation.com, which is www.coachtatefoundation.com. Now, welcome back, listeners, and in our close on the message of Heaven's Court. Let's notate why is keeping your name in the book of life really important? There will be no Christians at the great right throne judgment. There will be no Christians at the great white throne judgment. Christians will be evaluated and rewarded earlier at the judgment seat of Christ on the basis of how profitable or unprofitable their lives were while they were on earth. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 10 through 15 listens. Notice that there are other books utilized at the great white throne judgment. We may call these the books of works because they contain the records of the sins and activities of all those who don't make it into heaven because they never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. John 1st chapter 12 verse. Listeners, those whose names are not in the book of life will plead with Christ that they were good enough to get them into heaven. However, Jesus will use these books to show them that no life was ever good enough to earn heaven. That's because entering heaven, listeners, is based on grace, not on works. As I close, Paul, it's a good time to ask. Is your name permanently written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Your name can be on a church register without being on the divine register. You can have your name placed on the membership roll of a church and not be among those who are enrolled in heaven. Your name can be included in the baptism, the confirmation, and wedding registers of a church and yet be missing from the book of life. Jesus Christ's gracious promise to the Christian overcomers 
in Sardis is that he will not blot the name of any Jesus Christ follower out of the book of life. The Greek sentence has a double negative as if Jesus meant, quote, I will never, never by any means blot out his or her name, unquote. So the question really is, have you trusted Christ as your savior, Paul? Are you following him, Paul? Have you chosen to be an overcomer? Well, Paul, I hope I've answered your question. Love, Roger. Amen. Now, listeners, welcome back in our close today. And as we reflect on our own lives of truth and justice, life and liberty, God's divinely ordered, balanced life, we must ask ourselves these questions daily. Listeners, remember, particularly to our next generation and the yet to be born, we are being recorded. Every breath we take daily in our words and our deeds. Are we living and sowing into the book of life or the book of death? God is keeping a record, listeners. God is keeping a record, listeners. And file on each of us, even those secret deeds and actions. He records it all, listeners. Is the inner circle of our family, friends, and foes manifesting the book of life or the book of death in their words and deeds? You know, they always say birds of a feather flock together. While we all have a physical birth recordlessness in the legal system called a birth certificate with a social security number of when we were born with this fleshly life, at the same time and before we were conceived in the flesh, we were given a spiritual heavenly birth record recorded in God's book, the book of life or death. And the good news is God gives us, you and I, free will to choose life or death. Listen, which book do you belong to? Do you know? What is your life representing today, listeners? Is it representing life or death? The heavenly court of God is real, listeners, and it's alive today. Are you paying attention? Amen. And lastly, listeners, we've got to ask yourselves these questions in ourselves daily. Are we prepared and ready to lead by example today for our next generation? Are we prepared to receive God's book of life and live, hallelujah, under God's divine order and truth and spirit? How can we lead others, listeners, if we cannot lead ourselves? Have you seen Lady Justice lately? Representing God's book of life, manifesting yourself first and another external person, place, or thing. Have you seen her lately? What does your own lady justice look like, listeners? What does your own lady justice in God's book of life look like? What does it sound like and smell like and taste like and feel like? And what does your lady justice in God's book of life sense like? Amen. And our closing point for today, listeners, is entitled God's Heavenly Plan. And it reads as such. Life is only a circle. Everything just goes round and round. One day you're flying high and the next day you're flat on the ground. Everyone's here for a reason. Every child, woman, and man. We are all a part of the tapestry of life. All a part of God's heavenly plan. Strangers you meet may be angels hiding behind a disguise. Always treat people you meet with respect for everyone's equal in God's eyes. Our lives are woven together. Even one of us plays their part. Each one of us plays their part to live our lives the way God planned with faith and love in our hearts. So remember, 
We're here for a reason. And that Jesus was the savior of man to live your life in harmony and to follow God's heavenly plan. Amen. And that's submitted by and written by John Reed, October 2021. Amen. Now, listeners, we thank you for taking time to listen to the message today. And for your ongoing support of Empower Family Broadcast. Until next week, same time, same station. I am Francina Tate Hollis, your hostess. Amen. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Holrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Holrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Holrus. Thank you for joining Francina Hallress on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week 